everyone out there. Yes, Jason King, people do get unsubscribed from my channel by some for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I do see Joe Drag out there. Joe Drag provided me with this awesome t-shirt from Critical Art. RVD small arms training. Thank you so much, Joe Drag, for the t-shirt. I will wear it proudly. Uh, today we had some interesting news come across, uh, and we're going to be talking about all that. But before we do that, if you like what I do here, like, comment, and subscribe. Share this video. I have a join button below where you can join the YouTube army, or you can go to johncrump.com. Actually, no, sorry, not johncrump.com. I that's like a Toyota dealership. Patreon.com slash John Crump. And today I have a good friend of mine on the show. Uh, he is uh, in the news himself lately with a uh, open letter that he did with GOA and uh, Defense Distributed and Cody Wilson over there. Uh, and his name is Jordan Binero and he is from JFD Supply. They do 80% lowers, and they sent me uh, a, a one of their SIG low, lowers, and I really like the SIG actually more than I do like the uh, the Glock uh, unfinished frames, and I'll tell you why in a second. But first, let me bring them on. Hello, Jordan. How are you doing? Great, man. How are you? I am doing good. Yeah, good. you guys make a uh, SIG. A, a, like a like a sig kit right and one of the reasons why i like that is because the frame isn't the serialized part of the sig it's the actual metal inside. right yeah. so yeah. yeah on the outside it will look like a sig to everyone which is something that i really like yeah yes yeah, so you can build it make it look just like a factory gun and uh, the only part that shows of the actual receiver is, you know, a little sliver of metal basically through the uh, serial number window. So yeah. you can build a factory looking one or, you know, deck it out with all kinds of crazy aftermarket stuff, barrels and slides and different grip modules, all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I do like uh, I like the SIG 80% more than I like the Glock based 80%. But okay, so. I, there's been a lot of stuff happening with uh, unfinished frames and unfinished receivers. And in fact, you wrote a letter or signed on to a letter with, um, sorry, that's my uh, telegram here, uh, with um, Gun Owners of America and Defense Distributed, uh, Cody Wilson over there. Uh, tell us about what that was about. Yeah, so. Um... Basically, Biden and Joe Biden and his administration has been trying to uh, regulate non-firearm objects into firearms. Uh, it's very clear what, what a firearm is, uh, and, and we don't sell those things. Uh, the ATF, you know, signs off basically on, on, on what we produce, what we sell, and Polymer 80, um, you know, all, all, all the other guys that are making 80% products or non-firearm receivers, basically precursor receivers. So uh, it's kind of kind of a response um, to what they've put out there. And, uh, you know, I was happy to work with uh, GOA and, and you and Cody on that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Some some crazy guy got you roped into that. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying who that crazy guy was, but. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be good at that. Gets a bunch of people together and uh and yeah, back and let's, <laughs> <watch everything>. yeah. <laughs> Hey yeah. man, if if you gotta write a story about something that you might as well create the story. Yeah, create it. There you go. You always have a job doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good letter. Uh Biden does seem like he is gonna be going after 80%. Uh lowers most likely it looks like it's the full kits that they're going to be going after um it, it's really funny how they kind of twist the definition of readily convertible right yeah um i you know it depends on who's doing it if a professional is doing it uh it's less time than uh, than a first-time guy 
doing it. So, uh, you know, my very first polymer 80 frame that I did, it probably took me an hour and a half or two hours. I was super nervous. I didn't want to screw it up. Uh, you know, and now it doesn't take me that long. Um, but, but your first time doing anything takes you, takes you a while. So it, it depends on who, uh, is doing it to see what that readily convertible is. Uh, you need special equipment, you know, to, to finish most of these things. So, uh, I don't know. There, there, that's the problem is that there's no set standard of what that is. You know, is it time? Is it based on experience? Is it based on tooling? If, if you have a CNC mill, uh, you know, program correctly, you could put an 80% AR-15 or AR-10 and, uh, you know, have that cranked out in, I don't know, probably 10 minutes or something. So, you know, is that readily convertible with a $150,000 plus dollar machine, uh, you know, versus a, a tabletop drill press and, and a router, you know, or something like that would be maybe an hour, hour and a half type of thing. Uh, yeah, it takes my CNC machine about uh, 20 minutes, almost 30 minutes. My old one, it took a little bit over an hour. But right. uh, I got a Ghost Gunner 3. Uh, my Ghost Gunner 2 takes a little bit over an hour. My Ghost Gunner 3 takes a lot less time. Yeah. So is that readily convertible? Is an hour readily convertible? You know, I, I, I would yeah. say no, but I don't know what... Do you think the, you think the ATF uses that so they can claim... Uh, like uh, Chevron difference. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're pretty vague on on stuff, so I think they can do. You know, they leave it that way, so they can do whatever they want, and then see what see what sticks. Uh, exactly, exactly. But they've been pretty consistent with saying that eighty percent uh, frames or unfinished frames are not firearms. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them that at least for the stuff that's already been approved. Um, I'll say that I agree with them. Uh, that, that they're not firearms. So the, the problem is, is getting them to say it again uh, with some of our submissions. And I know a few other, few other uh, manufacturers out there have submitted some non-firearm parts too. And uh, none of us seem to be getting a, a response. Uh, I did a FOIA request on outstanding letters that are over, uh, over uh, I think over two years old, maybe it was. Uh, and I believe I might've saw some of yours in there. Maybe. I know I did see some uh, some interesting things that I didn't blow up because I didn't want to really blow up too many people and like, you know, I guess let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Um, and so that's the other pro part of the problem too is that let's say, you know, I have, I have submissions in there that, uh, you know, again, are over two years old, some that are well over a year and a half old. Um, let's say somebody, let's say you submit a similar product. Well, I can't be the first to market, even though I was the first one in there. If they approve yours first, I, I can't produce mine yeah, uh, until I get my letter. It's really weird. It's not first in, first out. Either. Right, right, right. It's whatever they get around to it. it. It depends on who you actually get to review your stuff. Yeah. And you can't get a hold of anybody. I know the guy, I know the guy's name that's doing mine or one of mine. Um, but you know, you really can't get a hold of them. I've sent handwritten letters. I, I, I've hand, literally handwritten a letter and then mailed it down. Uh, I've sent emails. I've sent funny memes through the emails to, you know, harmless memes that try to get some attention. So that way they, you know, will see my email and say, okay, finally, you know, let, let's get to this. But that does that didn't help. So. Uh I see Putin clan out there, Font Dog Armory, the Rogue Banshee, and all those guys. Rogue Banshee does a lot with uh, with stuff. I think he had yeah. actually done one of your kits before. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's a great video. He's one of the first guys. Might be the first guy to make a a video for it. So. Yeah, when I was looking you guys up, that's one of the his videos. One of the first that I rolled I rolled through. But hey, man, I I got I got something for you. If you Let's give me his name, I'll get you his cell phone number. Who? Oh, the guy reviewing your stuff. Yeah, I'll send it to you if you want. I do. <laughs> okay, I'll get it for you. Yeah, he was a nice guy. I talked to him on the phone, but I haven't been able to get a hold of him since then. So, yeah, right now it's it's kind of crazy the whole, the whole entire thing, and it really depends on who you get over there. The whole ATF is just a mess right now. Um, they're being sued too. Yeah, by California. Yeah, Over the definition yeah. of uh, 
of a firearm. Right. They want to. Yeah, I don't know how that's going, but uh, it's funny that that our our little segment of the industry is on board with the ATF when it comes to that one. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're being sued. Uh, California wants them to change the definition of a firearm. They are not satisfied that 80%. Uh, I'm trying to stop saying 80%. Uh, right. Unfinished lower lower receivers and unfinished frames are, California believes that those are firearms. Um, so does Biden, and they're being sued. Uh, and also in California, Coincidentally, around the same time California like put in their lawsuit, uh, I think Brady sued Defense Distributed around the same time in California. Like that wasn't coordinated or anything. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, a little coincidence there, I guess. Yeah, I know in Virginia there was good news for you guys. In yeah, the- I saw that. Yeah, I saw you posted that earlier today. Yeah, uh, I posted the whole debate. It was really interesting because the House passed their uh, ghost gun ban, and then the Senate passed a ghost gun ban, but they couldn't agree on the the ban, so they so it just failed to report out of committee. The House didn't accept the Senate version. The Senate version said, "We will pass this, but in order for this to become a law." It has to be reintroduced and passed again two years in a row. And the uh, House didn't like that version of it. Yeah. That's a little strange, but hey, whatever. As long as it's not getting passed, I'm okay with that. Yeah. The whole entire purpose was to be able to say they passed it. Ah, uh, that makes sense. It was a, a safe face thing. Yeah, 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 yeah because they didn't have the votes to do it any other way. And they knew when it went to committee, when the, when the two sides meet in conference, I guess, not committee, when it goes to conference, when the House of Delegates uh, and the Senate meet, they uh, try to work out a deal. They knew it wasn't going to report at a conference. But they can still claim they passed a ghost gun ban. Yeah. It's a even good talking was, point. Yeah. Even though it was a non-ban. It, it was kind of funny, though. Yeah. What were they going after? What were they trying to... Uh, plastic firearms and unfinished frames and receivers. They were trying to say that you needed to have a serial number on anything that you owned. That go back to antiques and stuff, too? Or was it just for 80s? Oh, oh, originally, it was going back to antiques. But then they put an exception in to get uh, 1968 firearms. There's a senator... A state senator named Chap Peterson out of Fairfax, which is a very blue county, mm-hmm. uh, who actually stood up and said, "This, this is stupid. This is not a problem." Yeah. So you got to give him a lot of credit. Yeah, that's good for having some kind of common sense. He's also the senator that killed the assault weapons ban last year, and said he wasn't going to vote for one. He actually listens to people. Yeah. Well, that's good. What she said. So, what do you think Biden's going to do with uh, uh, unfinished frames and receivers? I don't know. This is the first time in almost eight years that, I'm, that I've been slightly concerned. But uh, we've doubled down on everything, so we're not we're not stopping. Um, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to get anything passed. And, and I, I'm not very well versed on executive orders. I think that may be the only way he can do it. But um, ATF has said, that, at least I think they've said that, that you have that, uh, you know, it has to go through Congress. They can't just arbitrarily change things, which is really the broader issue. Uh, it's not necessarily 80 percent. And that's my whole life right now. Um, so I definitely don't want those to go to go away uh, or to hurt the industry in, in any way. But more broadly, there, there's all kinds of other things that could happen if we allow, uh, you know, uh, just bureaucrats to be able to pick and choose and, and uh, make up their own interpretation of, of laws. So, uh, you know, that's that's really what I think is going on and, and what we need to fight against. It's, it's for the future of, of other other things as well. 
Sorry, guys, if I keep on messing with my camera, my youngest son was down with me today, uh, and he took my tripod, so I have no idea where it is. Um, so I don't have a tripod, so it's sitting on top of my computer. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's definitely interesting what Biden uh, wants to do. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get anything through. There is a long history of Americans making their own firearms, for one thing. Uh, and it, it, it definitely will be interesting. Uh, I don't know where this push to ban ghost guns is coming from all of a sudden. Uh, but Jason King brings up a good point uh, about the plastic firearms. Where One of the concerns with Virginia was they were concerned about plastic firearms going through metal detectors, which was the exact same thing that happened back in 1986. A movie called Die Hard 2 came out which was at Dallas Airport, which is in Loudoun County, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and they talked about, uh, they talked about uh, being able to get a porcelain firearm through a metal detector, which was kind of funny. And uh, they called it a Glock 7, even though there's no Glock 7. Right. And so Congress passed a bill banning porcelain firearms that were not detectable by metal detectors. Oh, they should ban lightsabers too. Those things are deadly. Hey man, I saw on YouTube somebody, somebody made a lightsaber. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not. No. But it, it's insane. It like burns at like, like 2000 degrees. Uh, it's, it's insane. It was cutting through stuff with it. Yeah. Things are just like uh, exploding because the heat, because 2000 yeah. degree heat makes stuff like water explode. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's kind of really cool. Yeah. So with everything going on with 80% receivers, let's say they do ban 80% frames. What is JSD supply going to do? Yes. Yeah, so we're already starting down that path. We're, we're going to, push very heavily into three 3d printed the 3d printed market so we, we've had a huge uptick just in the last two weeks um, I'm not always in customer service emails or, or answering the phone but I was in it a little bit this week and several of them are, are questioning you know do we have parts kits for 3d printed glocks or w whatever else is out there so that that's what we're working towards so um, that that's our next our next move, I guess, and, and going to add that on to all the 80% stuff that we do too. With 3D printing, it really opens the door. We can make almost anything we want. You know, any plastic frame gun, you can pretty much 3D print it. So all we have to do are produce parts, um, aftermarket parts, and you know, you're, you're in business. So you buy a $200 printer, print off a few frames. If one breaks or you screw it up, no big deal. It's a couple bucks, you know, in material and uh, plus, it's kind of fun. You wake up in the morning and you have a pistol frame sitting on your on your desk and throw all your parts in it and see what happens. So that's that's what we're moving towards 3D printing. Um, and then as metal metal 3D printers are coming down in price too, they were you know last time I had looked, which maybe two or three years ago, they were like six or seven hundred thousand um, dollars. Last year, similar one was like two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's out of range for basically everybody or anybody I know, but. Uh, that drastic of a price uh, reduction, uh, you know, you're going to start seeing those come down to the ten or twenty thousand dollar range where somebody you know can afford one. And, and as the technology advances, so does you know all the pricing will come down as well. So we'll start seeing that. Uh, I think within the next probably I don't know five years or so, you're going to be able to start printing at home in, in metal or some form of metal. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the company name, but there is a metal printer company that contacted me and they wanted me to do a story on metal printing guns. But the reason why I didn't do it is because they wanted their name on the story and everything, but they wanted to deny that they had anything to do with the story. So they were going to supply me with all the information in the background, but I would have yeah. to say that I contacted them and they, and they said they wouldn't respond to me. Yeah. Even no, though no comment, but here, put this out. Yeah. 
and it was their idea. They approached me, so I was like, no. Yeah, that's a little sideways. Tell them to send it to me. I'll put an article out for them. Well, they weren't going to send me a printer. Oh, they were going to send me part like like examples of parts, not gun parts. Uh, so I can say, hey, look, this would be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's not as fun then. I mean, I could send you parts. Yeah, but they would <laughs> they wouldn't be. But they did send me parts, and they and they were amazing. And uh, cool. I, I can see how this can be very useful in the future. But I yeah. wasn't going to write a story if they if they wanted to play that game. Yeah, yeah. Where hey, we want people to print it, print guns, but we because we think that can open up a market for us. But we're going to pretend like we're anti-gun, and we don't want people doing that, even though we actually do want people doing that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, I I don't know. You want your customer base to do something. That's uh, just weird. Strange. Well, they, they, they don't want to be they don't want to be uh, canceled. Yeah, yeah. They're worried about the negative press by print, by, uh, you know, advertising to the gun markets. Yeah. So they figured if they did it behind the scenes that they could do it. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, they could still still collect all the all the sales from it, but I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. We have a common friend in, in common, Cody Wilson. And one time I asked Cody, I was like, Cody, why did you uh, 3D print the Liberator? And his answer was that he 3D printed the Liberator because he wanted to show that the genie was out of the bottle and there was no way gun control was going to work when someone can print their own gun at home. Yeah, totally. And I totally agree with that. So, yeah. you get, so you're getting into like the 3D printing part stuff. Uh, what do you talk about? Like the like the locking blocks for Glocks and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. So right now, I mean, all of our kits are tailored towards the 80% that are currently on the market. So for instance, a Glock, uh, Polymer 80's rail system comes with a frame. So we've had no reason to supply a locking block at all because it's, it's part of their front locking block rail system. So we don't have locking blocks. I've had no reason to source them or have them made for us or anything like that. So that, that's what we're working on right now. So as soon as we finish up our locking block, uh, then we'll have kits minus the rails. So we got to figure out um, maybe who we can work with on what what frames we should be focusing on to, to make the rails for that. And so either, you know, we'll have somebody supply those to us or we'll make our own at I haven't decided yet. I got to do, got to do some more research and see what the market wants uh, before we, you know, fully commit one way or the other. So that's definitely the next step. We've been talking about it internally for, for a couple of months anyway. And then, like I said, the past two weeks, it's really been hot and heavy on on three D printed frames. And when we do that, uh, there's there's no risk, at least as of now, there's no risk of ATF showing up at your door to take your eighty percent frame. Because all you bought was a barrel, a slide, a set of sights, a striker, springs, trigger, whatever. So we don't send you a frame. We send you the parts. You can download the frame off of our website once we put it up or any of the, you know, GrabCAD or any of those uh, file sharing uh, websites. So um, so that, that'll avoid all kinds of, of publicity or whatever from, from the or attention from the ATF at least initially until they, I don't know, do, do something about that. But yeah. you, know, you, can't, you can't block information, you know, it's not illegal to share information. So. Yeah. Uh, the ATF uh, has been known to show up at people's uh, places of business and confiscate all their stuff and not charge anyone. Yeah. And then not give them all their stuff back either. So yeah. it's a, uh, it's called a civil forfeiture. Right. I got some I got a lot of information on the amount of civil forfeitures they did last year, which was amazing. It's like I think they confiscated almost 300,000 worth of 300,000 different products from different people last year. And probably most of those weren't used in a crime or well, whatever. Uh, like none of them were. It was just yeah. like, hey, let, let's just show up and just grab it. Yeah. Yeah, that's another huge issue. 
Civil yeah. forfeiture. Yeah, civil forfeiture is one of the mo- basically how it works is uh, they okay, you and I are people, so we have the right uh, the right to defense. So basically, uh, we have to be proven guilty. Uh, it's not like you got to prove innocence; you got to prove guilt. Guilt. Well, the same rights don't carry over to inanimate objects. So what the ATF will do, let's say you got a bunch of cash and you get pulled over, you have $25,000, you can go buy a car. Uh, they will charge the cash with the crime. So it will say like ATF versus $25,000 in U.S. currency. And since the currency doesn't have uh, the presumption of innocence, you have to prove that that is uh, not being used in a crime, which is kind of uh stupid yeah it's kind of backwards uh somebody said gsd supplies outrunning tyrants since 2013 yeah <laughs> yeah that's true i don't think i ever got I've, I've ever asked you how did you get into the whole entire business um yeah so i, I uh i had a business before kind of went under a long story i ended up getting a job that i didn't really like um, but I've always liked sales and, and buying and selling stuff and just kind of a side hustle type of guy, Craigslist flipping different random things. So I, I wanted to do something I liked and I, and I like guns. So I started researching it and I, I didn't, I didn't want to, have to do paperwork cause I just don't like doing it. So I'm trying to find a way to make some money, uh, without, without doing any paperwork. And I somehow stumbled across 80 percenters sitting on my couch one night and just went down the, the rabbit hole with that. And I researched it. My wife was sick of hearing about it, uh, but I researched that to death, making sure everything's legal. And, and so then sorting out suppliers and, and uh, different distributors and, and that sort of thing. So uh, we got connected with the, with a company early, early on. And we, we still do business with them today. We do a ton of business with them. So we've both grown helping each other out. Uh, we, you know, we have some new suppliers now too, and, and different machine shops that work with us. So, but yeah, that's kind of the, the short version of it, but, uh, started going to gun shows, sold some online here and there on arms list. Uh, and then, you know, finally made a website and muddled my way through that. Now we have a, we have a website guy that does all of our SEO and, and some of our marketing and that sort of stuff. So he's really great. He's really helped us out, uh, you know, a ton over the past however long, I don't know, six months or so that he's been with us. So, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, you guys do cash and carry at gun shows in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we go all over the country. So, um, yeah, gun shows are, are, are cash and carry. So we can do credit cards too, but you know, it's yeah. mostly cash. Uh, one, my, uh, one of my lawyers is planning to take a road trip to Pennsylvania to pick up one of your kits. Yeah, cool. Uh, so I, I don't want to say his name. I got a couple of lawyers. You know him, though. Yeah, all right. Tell him to get a hold of me before he goes so I make sure I save him. Yeah. He's got to get there early. You, you got to <laughs> sell out? That's what I heard. I was talking to uh, Val Fennell, who's the Pennsylvania director of yeah. UOA, uh, and he was telling me, like, uh, like, he didn't know I knew you. And he's like, yeah. have you heard of JSD? They make like 80 percent uh sick kits i was like yeah i have he's <laughs> like there's a huge line of people yeah buying their stuff yeah yeah we get a we get a pretty good crowd going um so much so that uh the, the district attorney of pennsylvania has has a gun task force so they they go to probably all the shows you know just plain clothes and looking for straw purchasers and that sort of thing but um I guess we see them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe Dragon wants to know where in Pennsylvania are you going to be? Um, depends on what weekend. Uh, you know, Gettysburg, uh, Allentown, York, Morgantown, PA. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, you can get some uh, sales. Joe Dragon, maybe go, maybe go pick up a gun, I guess. Yeah. 
All right, so you do the SIGs. Is there anything else you're working on that you can tell us about? Yeah, so we have another SIG. I actually just got off the phone um, with our metal injection mold 365? guy. Yeah, yeah, 365, yep. Oh. So I think the last time I was on your show, I, he called me before too, so that was that was good. We should do your show more often because I get good news right yeah, before well, you, we go on. So. You didn't tell me. You said you were working on another project. You didn't say what it was. Yeah, so 365. Um, by the end of the month, we'll, I'll have production samples and they're, they should be spot on. So once that happens, I got, you know, I'll test them, give me a couple of days to test them and that sort of thing. And then we'll go into production. So it'll be six to eight weeks after that. So I know for anybody watching this, it's been forever. I get it. Everybody wants one. I know, uh, we want one just as bad as they do. So once we have it, we're for sure know that it's, functioning and, and working the way I want it to and, and going to work, then you know, we might open up a pre-order. I, I don't know. I, I have people begging me for a pre-order, but then what happens is once you get their money, then I'm obligated to you know answer all of your questions, of course, because I have your money and you don't have anything. So we're going to try to maybe not run a pre-order. I, I haven't decided yet, but uh, we might just release it and be ready to ship. Swamp Dog Army wants to know if you ever go to Mississippi, do gunshots down there. No. no, never. Uh, Allentown and Gettysburg this weekend. Someone saying yeah. you will be there. Uh, yeah. is gonna come by and get one, I guess. Uh, uh, the Rogue Banshee can't wait for the P365. Yeah, uh, also, do you have anything non SIG related coming out that you can talk uh, about? Yeah, so the CZ Scorpion is the other one we've kind of announced. Um, that's another 3D printed. Uh, product that we're going to start making parts for it now. We just, we actually just bought a 3D scanner. So I don't know how to use it, but uh, we have a CAD guy that, that's really good. So I bought it and sent it to him. And um, basically, it has a little turntable and it takes, I don't know, I think it takes a bunch of pictures of it and scans it into the computer. He does his nerd stuff and spits it out into a CAD file that we can go and, and produce parts off of. So um, that just came in today. So once we get that thing dialed in, we'll start making all the parts for the CZ Scorpion. And there's files out there to 3D print uh, your side plates, which is what, you know, basically upper, I guess, of, of the CZ Scorpion is, is the serialized receiver. So you get, you know, you print your two side plates, you can buy all the rest of the parts from us or, you know, 3D print a lot of them. And uh, so that, that's the next one that'll kind of be both 80% and, 3d printed so that's down at atf as well it's yeah, been there that, that one's been there for like a year and a half i think we talked about that one previously uh, too. yeah but, i saw that i saw that um when i was looking through the documentation uh are you going to be in uh south carolina at the yeah PSA show? yeah yeah yep. i yep. guess I, I guess swamp dog can drive from mississippi to south carolina yeah be a long long drive probably yeah, I I saw I saw it. There's actually a lot of uh, a lot of pistol braces and a lot of uh, uh, like unfinished frames and receivers that people are pinning through the ATF. I noticed when I was looking through there, which is cool. kind of funny because of the two things that Biden wants to go after. Yeah, I'm all for it. Like I've said before, uh, you know, I want we're in business to make money. So we of course want to sell everything we can, but we, we want to see this, this industry become more mainstream. So if we can get more guys out there, more manufacturers making non-firearm receivers, uh, you know, and corresponding parts, you know, we're a retailer too. So I'll, I'll sell your parts. If, you, if you're going to make something cool, I can sell, uh, we'll, we'll sell it. We'll bring it on. We'll help you push it out. Um, you know, just as much as, as our own products that, that we're moving on. So yeah, we want to see everything, as much as we can, as much home building as we as we can make, that that's what we're shooting for. When you hear about unfinished frames, uh, not so much uh, unfinished uh, AR receivers, but when you hear unfinished frames, you hear JFD and you hear P80, Polymer 80. Is there other companies making it, or are you two like just the biggest that just gobbles up the market? Um. I mean, we're one of the biggest. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, on the AR-15 side, there's a bunch of different guys. Yeah, a bunch that of make, different ones, yeah. yeah there, there's a bunch there. But um, so 80% Arms makes a Glock style 
frame as well. So uh, they had, they had some production issues early on. It was, they kind of launched it right when, when COVID hit. So um, they, they had some issues there, I think, but it, it sounds like they've got that hashed out. So they, they've, they have a huge back order though is the problem or a huge back backlog. So we've not been able to get them for, you know, our retail business, but, um, and then Lone Wolf, you know, they've, they've announced their frame. So it'll be uh, just like their Timber timber Wolf frame, but it'll yeah, be. They're know, not, not out there, right? Not yet. No, they're, they're getting pretty close. I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not, but we've, we've had some discussions with them. So they're, they're getting pretty close. Um, so we're, you know, we'll pick that up if, as, as long as they'll sell it to us, uh, which is the plan. Um, so. Are you guys the only ones doing like metal? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, with the SIG. I mean, there's 1911s too. So Stealth Arms, they do a lot of 1911 stuff. Yeah. Um, we carry a lot of theirs. Well, when it, when it's available, we, we carry their products too. So. Yeah, I know. Uh Ghost Gun, the Ghost Gunner dot uh, net will show you a, a nineteen eleven frame. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure those are stealth arm frames too. So I've been them for years. Yeah, they're yeah, very they, good. they are. They are. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can get it through there, uh, and also there is um, one for a P eighty. Oh, what I was asking you before is: is there any plans to work with? I have asked you this offline to work with. Uh, like defense distributed or whatever to get a code to mill out uh, your guys' uh, receiver. Yeah, so we, we can do. They we've talked to them before about the P three twenty. the The issue is bending the the rails down. So our jig does that. Uh, it's a pretty robust steel jig. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, you got to beat it with a hammer, basically, is the best way to do it. So they think that their machine is is strong enough to do it. But the problem is, is if it bends any of the other supporting components inside um, to bend the rails down, uh, that's not good because, you you know, obviously you want precision when you're milling and, and drilling and that sort of thing. So uh, I, I think their machine's capable of doing it. But uh, is it worth it? to potentially damage the rest of it. I don't know. So, yeah, well, I mean, I would like to see it. I, I, at least drill the holes. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that easily. Once, you know, they, we have to figure out a fixture on how to hold it. That would be a simple thing to do. Yeah. Do you see your industry growing or do you see regulations coming in and kind of shrinking it? Um, I know that's kind of a, a like an unknown question. Yeah, but if yeah. you had to make your best guess, I, I think we're going to grow. I I really don't think that anything they're going to do is going to stick. And if it does, then we're just going to change. Like I said, the three D printing six months ago, I, I I've had a three D printer to to be able to print samples of different parts, but never to use a frame to to you know go to the range with. So. To me, 3D printing frames is, is new to me within the last six months. Um, but I, I think that's the way our little niche of the industry is headed is, is 3D printing. So if they ban 80%, then that's where it's going to go, like, like I said. So I, I think it's just going to expand. Uh, and with the 3D printing, there's, there's hundreds, if not thousands of guys that are designing and tweaking and re-uploading and republishing uh different variants or you know little little tweaks here so this part will fit better yeah so you know it's, it's really an open source program yeah you really can't stop the signal as uh someone said before yeah uh, i interviewed ivan the troll yeah nice uh, i think uh like three years ago cool when he first came out with his first printable Glock frame, and uh, no one was really doing that, I interviewed yeah. him, and I was like, "Do you think that? What do you want to see happen?" He's like, "I want to see everyone print frames as possible." And when I put yeah. up that article like three years ago, people were like, "Oh, this would never catch on. No one's going to be three D printing frames." And now it's mainstream, basically. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. I mean, I just saw a Smith and Wesson M and P style uh, frame printed 
uh, last night. Um, I, I cannot think of the guy's name that did it, but uh, him and Ivan and Control, control Pew. Pew. Okay. Huh? Uh, yeah. But th- those guys, all three, I, I guess, kind of, I don't want to say work together, but are, are friendly and, and support each other and support the industry. And um, they answer my stupid questions when I have them. So, they, yeah, they, I've been in control pure, really. Uh, you know, they're kind of like uh, the godfathers of that that space right now, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Much respect for those guys. Um, yeah. Much respect. But I remember talking to Ivan, and Ivan's like, yeah, I think this is going to blow up. I actually, like, I, the printers are coming down in price. Yeah. And I think this is going to blow up, uh, especially with the introduction of, like, PET-G and stuff, which is uh, material. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the first AR I printed was a uh, <laughs> just out of PLA. And I did a mag dump, and it kind of melted. <laughs> yeah. But out of a pet G, it's a little bit more robust. Yeah. Devin Melt. Yeah. Yeah. They have all, I've seen the AR 15 advance uh, with, with printing. They have all kinds of beefed up supports and, and different things they've designed. So, you know, they're, they're printing uh, the guys that did the, the Scorpion files. They dropped those not long ago. They, uh, they, they have um, arm brace files. So you can print your own your own arm brace, your own uh, handguard grips. I mean, there's just so much so much you can do. Butt stocks, you know, anything that's plastic or could be plastic on a, on a firearm, you can you can print. I think Ivan and those guys are, are actually working on a lower parts kit. You know, the internal fire control group for an AR-15. I, I want to say that's all made out of 3D printable, you know, at home 3D printable material. So. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of limitless right now. Yeah, uh, I'm using a Flash Forge, but that's around like an $800 printer. Uh, somebody's asking, but an Ender 3 is only a couple hundred dollars. Right. And it does just as good a job. Yeah, I have an Ender 5 um, just because I got a good deal on it. Not that I know what it does versus a Ender 3, but um, and there's all kinds of stuff for it. It's, it seems like the Honda Civic of of 3d printers i mean there's custom everything for that so guys really deck them out um and they're not very expensive like you said maybe 200 bucks somewhere in there filament's not that expensive you can probably print i don't know five or so frames if not more out of a a spool so um you know once you have one frame it's like buying the ghost gunner once you have the ghost gunner you can just crank through stuff so same same with the 3d printers you're going to be able to print all kinds of different firearm frames and parts yeah yeah uh uh ender five is good uh but an ender three is the, before you get into it i would say get like an ender three because it's only a couple hundred dollars because it yeah. might not be for you uh one thing that a lot of people when they get into 3d printing don't realize is that it takes a while to 3d print something uh, I had a friend that got into it and he wanted to uh, 3D print and he called me after like 30 minutes. He's like, it's not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's nowhere close to being done. I'm like, it's only been 30 minutes, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my last Glock print was about 12 hours. So well, I just run it at night. I turn it on, make sure it's, you know, working and then off I go. So, yeah, well, that's what I was trying to tell him is like, yeah, it's not going to uh, print like instantly it's not like yeah. in star trek where you have a replicator that just yeah one day yeah one day jason, jason king says ben franklin was a master printer so i guarantee ben franklin would own a 3d <laughs> printer if he was alive today yeah i i, I bet it and, and and putain clan says do it for benny <laughs> yeah so with uh, so you're doing the 3D printing stuff, which is kind of cool. I, I really like that. Uh, do you think code is free speech? Yeah, I mean, it's information. I, I don't think that information can be illegal. So that's kind of what our part of what our country's founded on. 
So would you say Biden is going after free speech and the Second Amendment, the First and Second Amendment, and the Fourth and the Third? Yeah, well, not yeah, the Third. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you might be quartering soldiers, but <laughs> I think the second, the first, second, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I think that is uh, something that is very good. I want to hook you up with a guy that I know. Um, from Atlas Arms, I want to make sure you don't know him. Uh, do you know Austin Jones? I don't think so. Austin Jones is a very smart guy. Um, I think you guys would have a lot to talk about. Uh, he is a, a former NASA scientist. He he actually designed the uh, micrometeor protection for the ISS. Uh, and he also made a material scientist. So he made a bullet, uh, a nine millimeter bullet that does not violate the uh, armor piercing ammo ban that can actually pierce uh, level three A plus body armor. Yeah. Did, did they just release that or something? I, I think I yeah, saw some, some yeah. news article on that. Yeah. Um, he's been working on it. For, I've known awesome. He's been working on it for two years. Yeah. Um, cool. And another thing, he's, he's into the 3D printing stuff, which you probably can guess. But yeah. another thing that he's also producing now or going to produce is reusable primers. That's cool. So you fire it, you just reload it, fire it again. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So they're basically like little rechargeable batteries that yeah. like, that's used to when the fire... When the firing pin hits it, it releases an electrical charge. That... That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I want to get you guys hooked up because I think you guys would have a lot to talk about and you guys uh, might uh, be able to uh, exchange information. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know what uh, information I'd be able to provide to a NASA scientist, but hey, I'll, uh, I'll pretend for a little while. Yeah, cool guy. Uh, very interesting guy. Um, like I said, he's a big libertarian. Yeah, cool. So that's the reason why he started the whole I want to defeat gun control and the armor piercing band is stupid. So yeah. the best way to beat it is to invent my own material that doesn't violate. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then he ran into the problem where he was running out of primer, so he's like, well, let me invent the primer that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I don't need to replace. <laughs> yeah, very good. I'm gonna have him back on the show, but I think you guys would uh, enjoy each other's uh, company. You with doing the little little. Okay, uh, one question I do have about now that I built one of your guns. Uh the the steel wedge or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you call it. Uh, the still guide frame. Uh, yeah. What do you? The, the top plate, the middle plate. Is that what you mean for the three point? Yeah. 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 Uh, not the plate, but the actual uh, where you have all the uh, the we use to bend your hammer on and it bends this thing for you, and then yeah. you put it down in there to keep the shape. Yeah, just a top plate. How when you when you do that? Um, what type of material is that made of? Because that's heavy as hell. Yeah, it's uh, 40, 4150 steel. So just kind of basic steel. And then the receiver's 316 stainless. So it pounds it into place, basically. Yep. And then you squeeze it down and, and drill out all your holes. Yeah, that it's really good. Uh, I went and had a Bunko Bar drill press because I was having issues drilling with a hand drill. Yeah, yeah. Is that a common problem? You told yeah, me don't, a lot use, of... don't use a hand drill. I'll, I'll send you another one. It sounds like that probably didn't end well. <laughs> no, I think I got it. I just got to try okay. it. All right. Yeah. I just have to try it to make sure that... <laughs> that it works. Yeah, usually, just... usually hand drills don't... They usually don't do it for that. So... Well, uh... I wanted to try it with a hand drill. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have one extra hole, but I don't think it uh, affects the rigidity. No, maybe. It, would you do the P250 hole? Maybe. 
No, I think uh, what I was trying. Or did to you just drill it? it? I, I just I did, I I was trying to. I took it off, and the, the hole wasn't quite big enough, so I stuck the drill in there, and accidentally went through the other side too. Yeah. All right. Well, we make more, so. So I mean, I don't think. Here. Yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's um, good. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Jason, he wants to know what's the likelihood of twenty two seventy six coming back in the special session. Sorry to change the topic. Let me just answer this really fast. Uh, I think twenty two seventy six is dead. I don't think that there's any way they they can get it through. So I don't think we really have to worry about twenty two seventy six coming back. But uh, that that was the uh, plastic firearms ban, the uh, ghost gun ban, uh, because there's no way that they're gonna get it through. Um, Chap Peterson, I, I don't think there's any way he's going to vote for it. Um, so I don't think we really have to worry about that, and I don't, I, I don't think it can make it through the Senate. The House, it can, the Senate, it can't. How is the laws with the unfinished frames in Pennsylvania? They're 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 normal right now. They uh, beginning of twenty twenty, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was 2020. Uh, Josh Shapiro, attorney general, decided that non-firearm objects are now going to be treated as firearms. They created their own background check system, which I, I believe is is illegal federally to use the, the NICS system to run background checks on anything other than a firearm purchase. That um, is correct. Uh, they yeah. can use uh, the NCIC, but they can't use NICS. Okay, so we so we have PICS as well, which is Pennsylvania Instant Check System. Yeah, that's a yeah. PICS as a single point of contact. So basically, all PICS does is run the NICS check. Right, that's that's what I understand. So they were going to, they, they had to alter it, I guess, in some way to to avoid violating what whatever law or or whatever statute of using of using NICS. So that was a, a fiasco. Um, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, I guess, headed that up, uh, you know, taking that to, to court and everything. And we got, I'm not sure what the official, you know, if there's a stay put on it or, or something, but a uh, judge kind of struck it down and at least put it on hold. I, I don't know if that's ever finalized or if it's still making its way back through court or not. But as of right now, it's it's normal. It's they're non-firearms. There's no background checks. It's, you know, catch and carry type of a type of a deal. Okay, here here's a big question for you. With all the laws coming down and people going after ghost guns, do you think that's actually helping your sales? Well, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, anytime that there's civil unrest or any kind of politics surrounding firearms at all, we see a huge uptick in business almost right away. And it's the same with anybody that's selling AR-15s. You know, your pump, pump shotgun guys or hunting rifle guys are, are not really seeing generally are not seeing a huge increase but but anything that's even remotely controversial or in the news it, it immediately you know there's an immediate uptick in, in sales and in interest so we have tons and tons and tons of first-time buyers first-time builders um you know our customer service people are, are are busy all day um you know really helping out first time or or guys that maybe they bought a gun and now this is their second gun that they're going to create themselves so they don't have a lot of knowledge of, of firearms to begin with so they're trying this which is which is great and wonderful um it just takes some time to to educate you know all the new buyers and, and you know what what they need to do to have a safe operating firearm uh chris you make needs uh ruger 57 um yeah i was actually thinking about that today i saw the magazine cover uh, man, if we if we three D print it, we can make we can make all those parts, but uh, that's probably way down way down the list. Yeah, I'm sure that that there will be a Ruger fifty seven uh, being printed soon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and another question for you in regards to uh, first time buyers and everything else. Uh, do you think that People are 3D printing guns because they think the government is going to go after their guns. So they're 3D printing them to not 3D printing, uh, buying like unfinished frames from gun stores so the government wouldn't know what they have. Yeah, there's a, there's a 
a lot of it is, is that, yeah, or at least it's in the back of their mind. Uh, you know, when they when they see that ATF has done any kind of action on a private citizen or or company, that's always part of you know your thought process is well, hey, they did it to that guy, then come do it to me or or my neighbor or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's always that's always part of part of the draw to making your own firearm. Gorilla and Guns want to know when your stick frames are going to be back in stock. Uh, yeah, the MUP one, that's what we call it. The, the 80% is in stock. Um, we're, we're out of lower parts kits right now. We're, we're waiting on the next batch to finish up. So it's kind of slim pickings right now for, for essentially everything. So we're, we're doing everything we can. Uh, I, people don't believe me or don't want to listen, I guess, but we're producing far more than, than we've ever dreamed of of producing. We, we make more in one week right now, like Glock, Glock slides, for instance. We're making more of those per week than we did, you know, in probably two months in 2019. So everything's ramped way up. It, it's, you know, basically at max capacity. So, you know, we're working through it. Yeah. Uh, Putain Clan. Uh, do you know Putain Clan? Yeah. Was on his show last week or week before. He said he started because the the government's business, but he keeps on doing it because he likes being poor. <laughs> All right, uh, gorillas and guns uh, says he just needs the frame. Uh, he wants uh, the X carry looking one. Like, All right. Set, send us a, send me a message and I'll I'll see what I got. Do you know gorillas and guns? I've seen him on here before. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh. actually a co-host of the Virginia Reloaded. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, any uh, any chance of you guys start doing uh, solvent traps? That's kind of a tricky one. Um, there's a lot more that goes into that. There, there's a lot of intent that could possibly happen there. So... We, we probably won't. Uh, again, there's there's tons of guys that, that do that. Um, I, 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 we, we probably won't. There's too much happening. I, I, I wanted to write a story of a solvent trap guy, but um, I it's not even a solvent trap. It's a fuel filter guy. But uh, he, didn't, he didn't want me to uh, talk about it. So I said, all right, whatever. Uh, he's not a gun guy. He doesn't even own guns. Uh, he he races Miatas, and he bought a fuel filter. And the ATF showed up and said, "We need your suppressor." He's like, "What are you talking? I don't want a gun. I have no idea what you're talking about." First, he was like, "Suppressor? What the hell?" Yeah, like, a silencer. He's like, "I don't want a silencer. I don't, I don't own a gun." So uh, he took him back. And he showed it that, hey, I raced Miata. Here's my racing Miata. Here's the fuel filter installed. And he wouldn't let me write a story about it, but they took his fuel filter. That was installed on his car. <laughs> they didn't yeah. charge him with anything, but they're like, if you, if you know what's good for you. Yeah. So he had to remove it and give it to him. So I've researched it pretty, pretty heavily and, you know, I'm not as well versed as some other guys, but it's my understanding that as long as the part in question can be used for something else, then it can't be only a suppressor or only a silencer. So like a fuel filter, it could be a suppressor, but it's designed and used as a fuel filter. So it by itself cannot be an NFA item. That is correct. That's why they don't charge anyone. That's why they right. just take it. They just take it. Like yeah. he had to remove it from his Miata. It had to go get another one and put on his Miata. Yeah. But you would think that, you know, it's like, hey, look, it's installed. Yeah. That they'd yeah. be like, oh, okay. But they're like robots, man. Yeah. Well, they were sent out there to do a task and, you know, just doing my job seems to be the the rallying cry sometimes so that i don't know it, it's just silly ha have some have some brains you know use a little bit of common sense i mean it's clearly a fuel filter on a car uh yeah dumb 
Yeah, and there is a YouTube channel of a diesel guy that fixes diesel trucks, and the sheriff's department at ATF came and took his stuff. It's crazy. Uh, I I don't know how he how he fix it. You know, just you tell them to use common sense, which you would hope they do, and they don't. Right. Yeah, I I I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, but I really wanted to write that story so bad. That's weird. He wouldn't let you do it. Maybe he doesn't want. Uh, he, he, no, it's not. He he's afraid because they threatened him and everything else. Told him how much trouble he get into, and he doesn't want them. But yeah, he had he had security footage of them too, of his garage and him removing the filter, handing it over, and then leaving with the fuel fuel filter. That's unbelievable. Yeah, cancel the ETF. Exactly. Yeah, really. All right, we've been on for an hour. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, if you want to follow me, go to crumpy.com for everything crumpy. You can go to, if you have a tip for me and you want to leak it you, on Telegram, you can reach me at, at the 2 T W O A tips uh, Telegram, or you can also email BS tips at protonmail.com with any tips that you have. Um, you can also check out my stuff at Ammo Land, and I am rented out, I guess, to Soldier of Fortune magazine again. So, you should almost have Soldier of Fortune magazine, I guess. Um, and uh, I have a story that I'm sending on about the uh, NRA. That's, I, I would say, it's pretty bad. I told you what it is. Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty... a pretty massive story. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. So look out for that. Uh, I think I have enough. I, I just got some more confirmations while we're here. So I think I have enough to write about it. Um, nice. So yeah, so look out for that. Uh, that will be uh, a big story. And with that said, Jordan, I'm going to give you the final word. Tell everyone where they can find you and everything else. I would put your uh, link to your company um, in the description. But last time I did that, my video got flagged and age restricted. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. YouTube overlords. Yeah, I can't believe they age restricted it. They they demonetized it, then age restricted it. Huh. Yeah, can't like figure it out. A, it's not a gun. But yeah. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, but you can find find us at uh, jsdsupply.com, uh, Instagram, Facebook both JSD supply. Um, yeah. Thank, thanks for having us on again, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And Putain clan says, thank you, GOA, SD supply, DD and John for everything you do to stand up to ATF. In, in my own defense, I pissed them off enough that I, I don't think anything I can piss them off anymore. So why not keep on going? Yeah. You just need more company. Yeah, yeah. I right, so rope other people into it. Is that what you're trying to say? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was funny. I called you. I was like, "Hey, man, you wanna you wanna be in a letter to the uh, president?" Yeah, that's 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 the text message you send me. Hey, you want to do this? I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I need more details. I, you know, I need to know why the black helicopters are circling. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you said. <laughs> Something about black helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> I would ask Cody, I was like, hey, Cody, do you want to write the, write the president? He didn't ask. He was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, there we go. Yeah. You was yeah. in. <laughs> you were a little bit more reluctant, but. I have to make sure, you know, I have to be calculated with what I do. Yeah. Cody was just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even care what it said. He was like, "Yeah, piss off the president. Let's do." It. Yeah, I actually called him after talking to one. Uh, I don't know if I was talking to you. Or I was talking to one of your guys, whatever at GOA. So I, I ended up calling Cody after. I'm like, "Hey, what? What do you think?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, we're doing it." So, all right, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, hopefully uh, everything will go okay with that. Yeah. And with that said, I'm going to drop the outro. Hold on for one second, Jordan. And I'll be right back with you. All right. I can't, well, you know what? Screw it. I, for some reason. Uh, here you go.